You're listening to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Lexington podcast. Take a moment to center yourself in this space and enjoy this week's sermon. Today's reading is a poem called Love After Love by Derek Walcott. The time will come when, with elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door in your own mirror, and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread. Give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another, who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your image from the mirror. Sit. Feast on your life. That was a love by love poem by Derek Walcott. truly is something when you feel your dignity being returned to you. Think for a moment. I think everyone's had an experience like that. Have you had a moment when you felt your dignity dignity returned to you? Have you had a moment when you felt your dignity taken away? first principle of Unitarian Universalism says we affirm the inherent worth and dignity of every person. And so today is about dignity. It's also about courage. It is about everything that this month is representing right now, which is so many intersecting things. Latinx Heritage Month. National Coming Out Day in a couple days. Indigenous Peoples Day, and Clergy Appreciation Day today. (laughs) And so many other things that I could be here listing them every single minute of this following, of this service, right? I have a story about dignity, though, that I want to tell you, and it's a story that some of you are familiar with. It's a story that's very close to me. It's a reason why I continue to be a Unitarian Universalist. And it happens right in a church similar to this, except it was more rectangular. It was my home church in Hinsdale, Illinois. And it was in the late 90s. Oh, my goodness. Um, The late 90s, over two decades ago. (laughs) That's kind of funny. In the late 90s. And it was one of the first times I had been back in a long time. I never was much of a youth group goer. But when I did, I would find some great friends there that were of great support in high school and friends that continue to this day. But for that particular Sunday, something told me I need to sit right in the pews. And they had kind of half pews that would fold up. And they were about as old as the church from the 1800s. And by the time the minister got to the sermon, you were shifting in your seat. 
going, oh no. And that Sunday, people got up there and spoke their testimonies about coming out as LGBTQ. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember what they said. I don't remember what communities they represented. I just remember going, oh, this is what this community should be about always. And there was this moment, and it's the moments that stuck in my head ever since, when they started handing out little baskets and the piano player started playing probably Claire de Lune, because he always played Claire de Lune. I remember that. It was his go-to, Claire de Lune. And the baskets were being passed out, and inside of them were just little tiny rainbow ribbons. Not really that tiny. They weren't even folded. They were just ribbons with a safety pin on them, and there you go. Here's your ribbons. It was the first Sunday that that congregation was designated a welcoming congregation for LGBTQ plus persons. And I remember that so very dearly. I remember in that moment, and I still have that ribbon, always. It's fraying at the edges. I don't wear it. I probably need to glue it or something or just seal it away. It's going to start falling apart even more. But as a teenager on that Sunday, as a teenager attending a high school in a suburb near Chicago that was incredibly conservative and judgmental, I had teachers call me the F word in high school. And when I went to the dean, he said, well, don't give them reason to. Right? That's hard. It's also why I don't go to my reunions. Um, <laughs> but that's hard. But when you find a simple moment like this, your dignity is returned to you. This ribbon probably cost a dollar for an entire like 40 feet of ribbon. But still, dignity returned in that moment. I don't have ribbons today, but I have other fun stuff. I have stickers and pins and buttons. I'm just going to let this pass around while I continue talking. Yeah. I tell this story because, yes, it is deeply personal to me. As a Unitarian Universalist youth, it made me what some people might call a true believer, <laughs> which you don't hear often in Unitarian Universalist circles. But I believe our values, our tradition, our history, and where we're going is of the utmost importance because it does save lives. I had friends from that youth group whose lives were saved by those simple acts of dignity. And I'm still best friends with one of them today. He was in my wedding party, but now I'm telling everyone, but don't tell him I told you this. He was late to the wedding. <laughs> but still, it was a joy. But I also tell you this because it is what helped me and so many other LGBTQ people, when they know they have a place of sanctuary where their dignity is affirmed, to endure a high school where you were not affirmed, right? It's really important. But I also tell you this because this is part of who we are as a tradition. And it goes way back. But most recent history... In 1957, when we were still single-U Unitarians and single-U Universalists, before we had combined into Unitarian Universalism, in 1957, Ernie Pipes Jr., the Reverend Ernie Pipes Jr., I believe it was Santa Monica, California, 
did the first ever documented same-sex wedding in our country. 1957. I thought it was in the 70s we started doing same-sex weddings, but 1957, a Unitarian minister said, sure, I will do this. Several years later, the Reverend James Stoll, that's a great last name, Stoll, you know, that's what I'm wearing right here. <laughs> it's like Reverend Church, right? Uh, the Reverend James Stoll was the first minister in a major religious body to come out as gay. And he was a Unitarian Universalist. But even back further in our history, we have a history of affirming people who disagreed with the church, who said, I believe differently, and we affirm that and cherish that throughout our history. People reacted violently to that. Throughout our history, we've affirmed the voice of women. Now, you go far enough back, all the denominations want to claim that. Who had the first ordained woman? Well, we did, but the UCC has a good claim on it, and the Baptists have a good claim on it, and we really don't know, but we were among the first to say women do have a voice. They do have prophethood and priesthood within their hearts, and that should be affirmed. But this is also part of where we're going as a tradition, too. The progress flag that you saw is deeply important for us to not just say, yes, we affirmed LGBTQ people, we're wearing our rainbow ribbons and everything, we're done, we finished the work, but we have so much more work to do. Now, here's a few numbers for you of why we have so much work to do. In 2021, there were 290 anti-LGBTQ bills filed across our country. 140 of them were specifically anti-trans, 25 were enacted, and 13 targeted trans youth. That's under 18, trans youth, children specifically. But wait, it gets better. 2022, to date, 313, we've already surpassed 2021, anti-LGBTQ bills have been filed in states across the country. 137 are anti-trans, and one was enacted here in Kentucky back in April when our politicians in Frankfurt overrode the governor's veto and trans youth are not allowed to participate in sports. This is why we do this. It is indeed something to feel your dignity return to you, but it is so heartbreaking to have it ripped away from you again and again and again. This isn't just about flying rainbow flags or wearing the buttons or the ribbons, but do that, please. People need to see that. It's about being intentional about how we are welcoming to everyone in our midst. We are a welcoming congregation. We went through that program with the Unitarian Universalist Association. But I have news for you, and it's kind of bad news. Uh, we're out of date. <laughs> and the, our UUA now calls us to renew it every single year. And they've said there are five practices of welcoming that we can be a part of as a congregation. Five little, and they can be simple, acts of welcoming, right? Remember, seeing your dignity in a cheap little rainbow ribbon can mean the world to someone. And the first one is welcoming Sunday morning services. Having representation, lifting up LGBTQ voices and people, ensuring that they are centered, ensuring that we welcome those into our assembly with joy and welcome. 
The other part of this is LGBTQ affirming religious education. We call it religious exploration. I don't know about you, but I remember most clearly the Sundays here in this congregation when our youth have had the courage and felt the safety to come out to an entire congregation. Right? And they were met with love and support and care. Youth after youth after youth, adult after adult after adult, love and support and care and dignity. Because it is something to have your dignity affirmed. Overwhelming feeling. The third one, I had to write them down so I don't forget it or mess them up. Welcoming days of observance. There are several. I think there's about eight, maybe to ten welcoming days of observance for LGBTQ persons. Coming up in November is Trans Day of Remembrance. When our trans siblings remember all those who've been lost and continue to be lost. And it will be a day of great mourning with all of the bills that have been enacted into law across our country so far that remove their dignity, their basic dignity as human beings. The fourth one is to support a welcoming project. What does that mean, a project? It means putting our words into action. We have those t-shirts that say, action with love for justice as a congregation. They mean it, right? Put your words into action. Get out into the community and support LGBTQ people. Welcome them in. And you don't do that just by having a gay minister. (laughs) I don't solve the problem. (laughs) But you do that by being intentional. In a couple months, we're going to start voting on what we're going to give our plate away to. And we've had some great organizations on there, but maybe it's time to have some LGBTQ organizations and some intentionally anti-racist multicultural organizations on those lists so that we extend our welcoming beyond. And then the fifth one is the basic thing, which is do the work to become a welcoming congregation, which is all the other steps, which we've done and will continue to do. Now, this goes beyond welcoming someone like me Right? or anyone else within that ever-expanding family of LGBTQ+. If you've seen the full list of letters, oh, it goes. It goes, and it keeps going, <laughs> and it's wonderful. It goes beyond that welcoming. Back to what we talked about. Affirming indigenous rights. Sometimes a simple act of saying, we acknowledge we are on unceded land is returning someone's dignity to them. It may not be everything, but it's a little something. Honoring Latinx Heritage Month. A little piece of dignity right there. Trans Day of Remembrance, a little piece of dignity. Fighting for women's bodily autonomy. A huge piece of dignity. Anti-racist and multicultural work, dignity. A lot of people say that Unitarian Universalism, our core, our bedrock, is reason and logic. And I don't disagree completely, right? That's part of who we are. But I think the very water we swim in is dignity and worth. That tends to be where all our conversations begin. Not is it logical to affirm our trans siblings. No. We are called to love those on the margins those who are facing oppression, called to love ourselves too. 
National Coming Out Day, yes, is for LGBTQ people, but also it's time for you to come out as an ally if you don't identify as LGBTQ. That is a great thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I invite you all to remember that it is about dignity, to center dignity, to think about dignity. Are you ready to come out this National Coming Out Day? as an LGBTQ person in this community or as an ally. I know I am, I am here, I'm queer, and I'm proud. <laughs> um, oftentimes, the criticism lobbied against Unitarian Universalists is, oh, you're the gay church. <laughs> yes. And we are the atheist church, and we are the Christian church, the Buddhist church. We are the Wiccan church. Yes, there are witches up on this hill in the spaceship. We're the rationalist, humanist church. Right? All the other things that you can fill into the blanks there. We're the I don't know church. <laughs> and that's okay. And yes, even a Christian church. Because some people feel that the teachings of Jesus are more important than the teachings about Jesus. Right? I want to lift these things up because it is so near and dear to me. And I love hearing the little clang of things going around. Some of you might be like, oh my God, just pick a thing already. <laughs> but I love hearing it because it reminds me, it brings me back to the creak of the wooden pews, the smell of the sanctuary, the minister up there beaming with pride, Claire de Lune in the background, and a simple cloth ribbon that restored dignity to one teenager that morning, but countless others since then in places such as this across our country and our world. It is indeed something to have your re dignity returned to you. Now remember, dignity does take courage, and we have a choice to be a people of courage, a people of courage that will work for dignity for everyone. So may we all be called to be a people of courage, a people of dignity, a people of worth, a people that celebrate our values, a people that say loud and proud that all are welcomed here and that we will center the margins, those who are oppressed, and do what we can and what little we can. I don't expect you all to change the world, but together we could. <laughs> to fight for the rights, for the worth, and the dignity of all. Thank you all. Happy National Coming Out Day. I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit our website at www.ucl.org, where you can find more information about our grounds, staff, and upcoming events. You can also subscribe to our e-news there and learn about our virtual service offerings. We'll see you next week.